the Pasuk and Parshas Vayigash describes for us the reunion of Yosef Atzadik and his brother Binyamin after so many years. And the Pasuk says, Vayipal Atzabre Binyamin Achiv, they embrace, they hug each other, and Yosef cries on the neck of his brother Binyamin. Vayif, and he cries. Ubinyamin Bachal Tzavarab, and Binyamin cries back, he also cries as he embraces his brother Yosef. Rashi here quotes from Chazal from the Gemara and Megillah. The Gemara tells us, Al Shnei Megdashos Sheasidim Lios Bechelkol Shal Binyamin Misofan Lecharev. Yosef was crying a double cry over the fact that Binyamin was going to have two Bate Mikdash, that would two temples that would exist in his territory in Eretz Israel that were going to be destroyed later in history. And Binyamin was crying Al Mishkan Shilo. He was crying on the Mishkan that was going to be in the Chelak Shal Yosef, the territory of his brother Yosef. Misofan Lecharev it too would be destroyed later in history. But the question really begs itself, what's Rashi, based on Chazal, coming with this fancy answer for? Isn't it obvious why they were crying? Oftentimes we cry because we're sad. That's absolutely true. We cry because we're upset about something. We shed tears. But sometimes we cry out of happiness. Sometimes we're so elated, we're so overjoyed that the emotion just overruns us and we end up in tears of happiness as well. So isn't that obviously the chat over here? Isn't that obviously what's going on? That Yosef and Binyamin had not seen each other in so many years. They were so excited to once again hug each other, to see each other, to have this reunion, that they both cried out of happiness. Why does Rashi, based on Chazal, have to say this pshat? That no, it was out of sadness. They were sad for the base of Mikdash that was going to be destroyed in the future. So Shimon Schwab asked this question as well in his safer, and he quotes an answer that he heard from Matl Pagramansky. Beautiful, brilliant answer. He says that what's the reason, what's the idea behind the fact that people sometimes do cry when they're happy? I mean, generally speaking, tears are associated with sadness. Crying, bechi, has to do with avelis, has to do with tragedy, with sadness, with being despondent about something we cry. So why do we sometimes cry out of happiness? Where does that come from? What's the pshat in that? Why do we do that? So Ramatla Pagramansky explained as follows. He said, what's the source of simcha in the world? He quotes different psukim and different maimre chazal, but basically explains that the real source of simcha in this world is from the Beis HaMikdash. Only when there's a Beis HaMikdash in this world can we really feel true, full, complete simcha in our lives. And once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, once the Beis HaMikdash was taken away from us, really the world is full of rachman of sadness, of tragedy. We know all of the sadness that exists in the world, it really roots itself back in the destruction of the Beis Mikdash, we focus on that on Tishvah, but it's true all the time, that the lack of the Beis Mikdash is what causes so much tragedy and so much sadness in our lives. So the source of the lack of Simcha comes from the destruction of the Beis Mikdash. The source of Simcha really comes from the Beis Mikdash, And he describes it very beautifully as follows. He says, once the Beis Mikdash was destroyed, once we no longer have any Bate Mikdash, so now the world is like an ocean of sadness, with islands of simcha scattered along the way. There are little islands of simcha, of happiness, along the way in this massive ocean of sadness. That's the world that we live in, a very depressing and sad description of our reality. And says Ramatul Pagramansky, that when a person feels on that island like he's happy, when he feels like he's in a place of simcha, sometimes the simcha is so great that he expands and he lives even in a broader way and experiences the simcha in an even wider way than the island can contain. And what happens, he starts to run up against the banks of the ocean, the beach at the end of that island, the sadness of the ocean that surrounds him. And so as a person fills up with simcha and they're overwhelmed with simcha, they suddenly touch that emotion of sadness that really permeates our existence. And then tears come to their eyes. In, that, in this sense, again, there are other explanations for this, but this is his explanation. In this sense, tears of happiness are not actually tears of joy. They're actually tears of sadness that are imposing on our joy, that are overflowing from our joy. We're overflowing into the water of sadness and the mixture 
of sadness and happiness leads to a crying while we're besimcha, while we're happy. So says Ramatul Pagramansky, that's all true only because of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. But if we had a Beis HaMikdash, we wouldn't have such a phenomenon. He says, if you look at these Pesukim, what these Pesukim are describing is that Yosef and Binyamin were crying out of happiness. Like we said originally, we're correct. They're crying out of happiness. But why are they crying out of happiness? They could only cry out of happiness if there was a destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, if there was a sadness that permeates our existence, that therefore all of that sad tears can permeate, can seep in, can impose on our Simcha, and then that island, they expand into the water, the oceans around them, and then tears of sadness can infiltrate the moments of happiness. So it must be that if they're crying out of happiness at this moment, it's because it's related to the destruction of the base of Mikdash. It must be they were having an avua of the fact that the world was going to go in that direction, turn into an ocean of sadness, and that sadness was coming in on their simcha, which is why they cried at that moment, which is why Chazal say this wasn't tears of happiness the way we understand it. It was tears of happiness mixed with the sadness of the ocean of sadness that fills the world after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash because they were being misnabe, they were prophesying about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash at that very moment. We're living in a time where it's very difficult to feel simcha. And when a person does feel simcha with everything going on in Eretz Yisrael and around the world, when a person does feel simcha, it's always mixed. It's always uh, infiltrated by the sadness, by the tragedy, by the fear, by the anxiety, by the hopes and the dreams. But these tragic moments that are, we're reading about day after day, moment after moment, hour after hour, as we look at the news, as we get our text messages, it's an island of happiness that's surrounded by an ocean of sadness. But sometimes that's the avoda, to realize that our happiness is contextualized and our sadness is contextualized. We live a complex existence as Jewish people, and we have to know that there's a mix of simcha and of bechi. There's a mix of tears and there's a mix of joy. And as we celebrate Simchas, while we're watching everything unfold around us, we have to keep in mind that this is just an island, but there's a whole ocean around us. And we have to work to hope for a day that we're building towards a world in which the Simcha can permeate and the ocean of sadness can disappear. Let it be a day that comes soon.